It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com at FFFSOSS, Twitter, Shrimp, Twitter, TV, Sunday, Shrimp, Shrimp, uh, big show on this Thursday, and yeah, I probably could have done, you know, another kickoff about the PGMOL and the Liverpool-Tottenham match with the uh, audio being really... I, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to get all worked up again. So, if you hadn't seen that and you listened to the kickoff on Tuesday and you got more interested in that, maybe you're um, a fringe soccer fan and you, you don't have a team, so you don't watch. Maybe you're just a USA fan for the internationally whatever but if you're intrigued by it the audio did come out and it is uh it's pretty bad so i'm just gonna leave it at that because i don't want to get into it so instead we're gonna talk about how we got another big football weekend slate some big games in the nfl some big games in college football and some big games in the premier league then we have another uh soccer uh international break so this is the last prem we'll get for a weekend and change so uh, big week in the NFL, big week in college football, big week in the Prem. Many games we're going to touch on in the kickoff. Then we will go into our deep dive previews, NFL Week 5, college football Week 6. We got a Champions League match day 2 recap, a weekend soccer preview. And then we got our Sarai Pool Locks and Pick 6 at the end of the program. So that's what's on the docket. And kick it off with this big football weekend slate. In the NFL, we got, I think, three games that could be playoff matchups, you know, depending on what round, sure. But I think Jacksonville-Buffalo, that could be a, a second rounder after Jacksonville wins a game, you know. I could see that game taking place. Obviously not in London, but more in Buffalo, more likely. Uh, or maybe Jacksonville, who knows. Uh I think Philly and the L.A. Rams, that game would obviously be in Philly most likely with the Rams getting the wild card or even Philly maybe getting wild Who knows? But um, Philly looks like they'll be in the driver's seat for the East. So that I could see being a playoff game. And then the game that has been a playoff game the last two seasons, Cowboys-Niners, round one was in Dallas, round two was in San Francisco. Now this one's a regular season matchup in San Francisco, or San Clara to be more exact, obviously. So I think three really good uh, NFL matchups that I think we could see in the postseason possibly. So we got those three games in the NFL on Sunday, one early in Wembley, one in the 1 o'clock slate, and then we got the Sunday night game, Cowboys-Niners, which I'm going to try to stream for. I will announce that. We're going to try to stream Sunday night. So we'll see if we could do that. College football, Red River, one of my favorite games, a game I, I, I need to get to at some point. I've been to a Bedlam game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I've never seen Texas play. I've been to Alabama against A&M at A&M in College Station. So I've been very lucky to go to some of these great campuses for some football games, but I need to go to a Red River. That's that's the game I got to get to. Um, half the stadium in burnt orange, the other half in red. Texas State Fair, like Cotton Bowl, historic venue. like, And this is a really, really good one, and hopefully it could be good. 
continue that rivalry into the SEC when both teams go and leave the Big 12 after this season. So we have OU Texas. We got a Notre Dame team that's in prime time for the third straight weekend. It'll be four straight next weekend when they're home against USC. But this weekend, they are away at an unbeaten Louisville squad. And that's going to be a fun game. And then we have Kentucky, who's unbeaten, taking on number one Georgia, who I understand they're they're back-to-back, and until you knock them off their perch, they probably should be number one. But this is not, you know, a Georgia team of the last two years. It seems like this is a Georgia team that reminds you of a, a good football team, a team that, you know, will make a New Year six, a team that could be in the postseason, a team that maybe can make a title game. But right now... I understand, and I, I kind of agree with a lot of the takes about Georgia saying, hey, okay, you know, not the t- toughest schedule out there, and even though they play in the SEC, so it's not a knock. It's more of a knock on some of the other schools, which isn't fair to them, but it is what it is. Have they been, you know, dominating and, and impressive? No, they've been trailing in some of these games. So I think Kentucky can – Certainly make that an interesting game, and, and Kentucky's been good. So three good games in college football, and then I, I identified four games in the Prem, obviously the big one in Arsenal Man City, but Man U Brentford at Old Trafford. Man U is in a really, really bad spot, and Brentford is a team that has a solid record against big six clubs since coming up from the championship with Thomas Frank. So that match is big. Brighton-Liverpool is gigantic. Brighton have kind of struggled the last few weekends now that they picked up some midweek football in that uh, Europa League. So that's something to consider. Liverpool are going to be a little shorthanded with some guys being sent off and, and injured from the last match. West Ham, Newcastle, I think is an awesome game. West Ham has a really, really good midfield and, and a solid attack. So, um, and Newcastle, We'll have to rotate coming off a Champions League win against PSG at St. James Park, but they have a pretty good squad to rotate and bring some guys in. And then, of course, Arsenal, Man City, the teams that placed second and first, respectively, last season. Arsenal, you could argue, certainly bottled it. Um, I don't think the draw to Liverpool... I understand they're up 2-0, but it is Anfield. It is a cauldron, and, and it's very tough to beat Liverpool at Anfield. To draw that game, I thought, wasn't bad, even though they were up 2-0. They could have lost it. The draws after that, and, of course, the loss to City, to me, were the big breaking points. I understand people could point back to the Liverpool match. I don't know about that necessarily. I don't think that's fair. So, City have had some injuries, but... The guys he's brought in, whether it be Guardiola, Nunez, Doku, they all just slot in. Rico Lewis has been very good coming in and playing either on the back line or in that kind of double pivot. A lot of guys are injured. You know, Kovacic has kind of just come in and played pretty good in his moments. So all their signings are hitting. Yes, we know about De Bruyne being out, and it's unfortunate. But Phil Foden's been brilliant in his absence. Alvarez has been brilliant. So I'm just, that's going to be a really, really good game and a really, really exciting game. And I, um, 
I'm looking forward to that one. That that's a game that to me must watch. I understand it's eleven thirty, so it'll be over like what, one fifteen? No. So they'll kick off they'll kick off the second half, probably like twelve thirty five. Forty plus yeah, probably like one thirty ish. Yeah, between one fifteen, one thirty. So the football will be started in the NFL, of course, and that game will be ending, so listen. It's a good slate of games across the NFL, college football, the Premier League. A lot of good football this weekend. So, big, big football weekend slate. Had to detail it in the kickoff. All right, NFL Week 5 preview. We got the buys have begun. Cleveland, the Chargers, Seattle, and Tampa Bay are on the bye. We get started on Thursday night. Chicago and Washington. Oh, my God. At least Washington is, is capable now. Howell looks good. Uh, when they block for him, he's able to get the ball out. Um, the running back combination of Robinson and Gibson has have been good defensively. When you know they're able to do what they want to do, which is play with the lead and be able to pin their ears back with that defensive line, it looks good. But when they're in a tough contest, they got to stop the run and, and get off the field. It, it hasn't happened consistently for them now. Chicago. You're up 28-7 at home. You haven't won a game. Not only to let Denver back in the game, but to obviously let them win is so, so bad. But you the way you let it happen, even you're up seven and he, you know, he fumbles. It's a scoop and score going the other way. Then you're like, all right, let's at least take a lead and, and trust our defense. You go for it. You don't get it. They score. You don't. You throw up. Like, so, Chicago invents ways to lose. I really feel for Fields in this spot. He's not really with great offensive minds, in my opinion, there. And Washington, you know, shout out the enemy. He's done a pretty good job with Howell for Ron Rivera. So, I, I think Washington wins this game at home. Pretty simple. All right, to the Tottenham Stadium, Jacksonville, Buffalo. It's a home game for Buffalo. I'm sure Bills Mafia is not a, a very happy about that. Anyway, Jacksonville hanging out in London after beating the Falcons. Good defensive effort, but now they welcome in a real offense that, no offense to Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, really just Ritter. Uh, I like his weapons. He hasn't played well, but. This Bills offense is really, really good when they are clicking, when they're rolling. Allen's throwing it on time. He's getting rid of it. He's finding his guys in their spots. And they did that against Miami. Jacksonville, I understand they won going away against Atlanta, but they're going to need to play much better football, much better complimentary football. And that would give them a chance. That That doesn't necessarily guarantee them the win, right? Um, so I like Buffalo in this spot. The Giants and Miami back stateside in the 1 o'clock slate. Miami is going to kill the New York football Giants. The Dolphins offensively are going to run the ball down the Giants' throat, and they also can't cover the speed. So Hill, Waddle, these guys are going to have a huge game. Two is going to have a huge game. And then why that's going to also be enabled – 
to be even more is the Dolphin defense does really well at getting after the passer. And the Giants cannot block. So they're in trouble. I think the Dolphins win this game going away big. Saints and the Pats. I'm not sure about this one. New England hasn't, like, they've shown me a little bit, but they haven't been consistent enough. They haven't blocked consistently enough. Mac hasn't played good enough. Defensively, they're in these games, and offensively, they just don't do anything. I don't really love the receivers. Carr's banged up. He's still just trying to go. Like I, I just don't, I don't love it. I think you have a guy like Jameis to say, "All right, you know, give yourself a chance." You're, you're banged up. We got a guy. Don't worry about it. You, you're hurting us if you're playing hurt, right? New Orleans has a good defense. I think the Pats have a good defense. It's a low-scoring game. Any team can win this one. Could be a field goal game. I'm just going to lean towards the Pats at home. Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Looks like Pickett's going to go for the Steelers. Baltimore still has a long list of injuries. But they are winning games, so you got to give them credit with all those injuries. Credit Harbaugh, credit Lamar. Lamar's played pretty good. Steelers' defense is going to need to be really, really big Sunday if they want to win this game at home. It's got to be on the defense. They can't give up more than, I'd say, 17-ish points because it's been tough for the Steelers' offense, even though there have been moments, there have been some really good drives that you look at, and you're like, okay, here come the Steelers. But whenever you have your offensive coordinator making burner accounts to respond to fans about you know, making excuses, like, come on, man, that's really bad, so, I don't know, I, I would love to pick Pittsburgh in this spot, but they need to play a perfect game offensively and defensively, I think Lamar just makes more plays than Kenny, give me Baltimore, Detroit hosts Carolina, listen, Carolina's not good, they, like, hang around in games. They make some mistakes. They can't put teams... Like, they should have put the Vikings away in the first half of that game last week. That was terrible to let them hang around. I think Detroit wins this game big. I think the Detroit Lion defense shows up. I think they make it, it tough on Bryce Young. I think Hutchinson has a big game. I think Anzalone has a big game. I think the guys on the Lions back end have a big game. I like their defense in this spot. At home. Respond. You know. Had some time after the win in Green Bay. I like the Lions. Keep going. Keep stacking some wins in this spot. Uh, give me Detroit pick at home. Houston and Atlanta, this is an interesting game to me because I think a lot of people are really, really down on Atlanta, and I think they could be hanging around in that NFC South you know, discussion, especially if Tampa doesn't run away with it, and we've seen New Orleans kind of struggle already. We know Carolina wasn't going to be in that race unless they played some pretty good ball, which unfortunately we haven't seen, right? So 
Atlanta's an interesting team that if Ritter can continue to play well at home and they win home games, well, if you win a lot of home games and you steal a couple on the road, all of a sudden you have a good record, right? So I think Atlanta at home will put up some more points. This Houston team with D'Amico Ryans has been very surprising, and I and it's not a knock that I thought they were going to be really bad because I think they're bad and Stroud's bad. I, I thought the talent gap on their roster and the inexperience at some big positions, whether that's starting quarterback and head coach, that stuff was going to hold them back for at least a little bit of the year, at least the start of the year. Um, kind of a situation with the year one quarterback, year one head coach combination. So for me, Houston has been very surprising. Now, I thought maybe down the line, this coach and quarterback combination could have some success. They've shown it right away and done a really good job of it. So I think we're going to get some points in Atlanta. Dome, good conditions. Falcons offense hasn't shown you much in a couple weeks. I think they'll show you something back at home, have the crowd going. Houston's been really good offensively, and I think we're going to get a big points. Uh, a lot of points in that one. Some big points, big points fest. Give me Atlanta at home. They find a way. Tennessee, Indianapolis, opposite here. In division, I think this is low scoring. I think this is a tight game. I understand Indy with Richardson and if Taylor's going to come back and play, they present, you know, as a home run hitter from the backfield. Tannehill and the Titans. Yeah, Henry, they, we've seen that their offense put it up statistically over this kind of campaign when it was been, it's been Tannehill and, and Henry and Vrabel as the head coach. So, We've seen some good performances from Titans offenses, but I just don't think we get one here. I think both defenses show up. I think both defenses play good, tough, interdivision matchup. I like, in these kind of matchups, I look at the head coach where these teams are kind of even and these teams are I don't think are that good. Vrabel over Steckton. Vrabel's a good coach. I don't know about the Steckton guy. Give me Vrabel and the Titans. Cincinnati and Arizona. I mean, you want to talk about a big spot for the Bengals. I don't think they thought they would be in that position at this point in the season, if you ask them that to start the season. They're in trouble. They need every win they can get. Burrow clearly banged up. The calf is bothering him. It's obvious. The timing is down. He can't escape. You know, he's a guy that's been athletic from the pocket is he a runner no not necessarily but he can scramble he can get out of the pocket keep his eyes downfield make throws uh, create those kind of big plays in space and then he also does scramble and take off he's had some big moments scrambling so Cincinnati absolute must win game Arizona is an interesting football club I will give them more credit than uh, I thought I would have to give them they beat the Cowboys they didn't necessarily give up against the Niners, even though they were getting crushed by McCaffrey early in that game. They made it interesting. I mean, 21-16, if I'm not mistaken, in that second half there before uh, the Niners scored a couple more touchdowns. Or, sorry, only one more touchdown. No, two. 35. Yeah, yeah, So, it's an interesting game. 
Cincinnati has to have it. Arizona, I truly don't think is going to win a ton of games this season. The game against the Cowboys, they punched the Cowboys in the mouth and they weren't ready. Give them credit. Bengals, better team. Give me the Bengals. Philly and the LA Rams. This is an interesting spot. I think the Rams here are a live dog. The thing that really concerns me, though, about this pick, there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans in LA. And they are... They are a fan base. They are a big traveling fan base. Let's say that because... God forbid you ever say anything about the... I was in a deli the other day. And I was talking to the owner. You know, he's... I talk to the people that make my food. What do you want me to do? He's a big football guy. We talk spreads. And I'm talking about the shove play. The tush put whatever. I'm like, they're going to they're gonna change that rule. It seems like the Eagles are the only ones that can do it. So everybody's going to, like, protest it more. Some lady starts screaming from a booth. It's the brotherly shove. Don't call it the t- lady. I wasn't. I wasn't like. I mean, these eagle fans. Like, I thought after the Super Bowl when they'd be less defensive. You can't even say a word about them. I didn't even. Con- I said more teams are probably going to complain about it this offseason, especially if teams can't do it and only they can. And also. If you actually want to have a discussion, they're offside every time. And I've been saying that since the beginning. Now you're going to say, well, so is the defense. All right. Who started it? It's not a football play. Anyway, back to this game. There's going to be a lot of Eagle fans. That was my tangent. Sorry. Maybe you're laughing at all. <laughs> that was crazy. Rams at home. I really, you know I love McVay. You know I really like Stafford. I like the Rams in this spot. I think they're very alive. I think they are alive to give the Eagles their first loss. It would not surprise me if the Eagles did lose because they probably should have lost last week to the commies. Um, But I like the Rams in this spot outright. I do. I do. Now, could the Eagles go there, be up 21-0, the Rams got to throw... Stafford gets sacked. It's over. It's like uh, 38 to 14. Game. Yeah, maybe. But I like the Rams. I do. Kansas City and Minnesota. I mean, this might be the most obvious. It's got to be. It's so obvious. It, it is. Like, Minnesota's really, really bad. Kansas City just escaped the Jets. Like, if Kansas City looked great against the Jets for 60 minutes, I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe. They're looking ahead. Maybe they overlook Minnesota on the road. No. Like, they didn't. They almost lost to the Jets. Maybe not almost lost. The tie game. Fine. But it was a tie game late in that game. And I think they're going to come out and really, really do a number on the Vikings. Chiefs defense has been really good, especially since they got their guy back and Chris Jones. Minnesota's bad. Minnesota should have been put away. Any good team last week in that game puts Minnesota away early and they don't let them back in. Carolina clearly inexperienced. We know that. So they didn't put them away. And then that came back to bite them. 
Minnesota's a bad football team. Jefferson's the only bright spot, in my opinion. Defensively, they've gotten older. Um, and to me, Kansas City, at some point, you know, every few weeks or so, he, he throws like four touchdown passes. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Look at, and then, like, there's a week where, oh, my God, he only threw one touchdown pass. What's wrong with Mahomes? Like, and then he throws four again, right? So maybe this could be the week he throws four. Jets go to mile high to take on the Broncos. For some reason, I like the Jets in this spot. Wilson played better. Um, that kind of area of the country is where he went to school. I don't know if that means anything, but maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But he did play better in a big spot against Kansas City. Denver's really bad. Only Denver could have beaten Chicago last weekend. They should have been 28-7. The game's over. Like, I don't care at what point of the game it is. 28-7, if you're, like, a competent football team, you do not let a team back from 21 points. That is, it's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Right? And even if you do, you still find a way to win the game. Like, you cannot, cannot let that happen. So, the fact that Denver did it, they're not a good football team because they were down 28-7. Good football teams really don't go down that much points faster. So, I like the Jets. I think the Jet defense has been pretty good. They've done well against solid quarterbacks. Dak did well against them. So, Dak's the only guy that's done really well against them, to be fair. Everybody else has done not great. Some picks. But I like the Jets. I like the Jets in that spot. All right. Cowboys, Niners. And wouldn't it just be so Cowboys to beat the Niners in this spot than lose to them again in like an NFC division round or a title game? Because I could see that happening, but maybe this year is different. Maybe the Cowboys beat them twice because I think they're going to beat them this time. I do. I think the Niners really necessarily haven't been tested. Um... They're a good football team. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows I love Shanahan. Um, I think he's brilliant. The Ram game, okay. Giant game, they they were in control of. Cardinal game, in control of. Steeler game, in control of. The Ram game, okay, that's fair. That was a good football game. Can't really knock them for that one. That was a good football game. But other than that, Cowboys, I feel like, have been more impressive if you want to say they were playing similar skill set of opponents. So two really good teams, two of the three teams that I think are the best in the NFC, um, that being the Eagles being the third. I think everybody knows that, and it's obvious. So Cowboys, Niners, I call me a homer fine. I just don't think the Niners have been necessarily tested as much as. Hmm. Because necessarily the Cowboys haven't either, but the Cowboys lost the game. So I'm saying like they they can't afford a second loss this early in the season. It's more they're more desperate than the Cowboys are more de- especially because they haven't beaten the, these guys yet. They want to prove that they could beat the, uh, the Niners before they have to beat them again. I think it's gonna be a really good football game. Give me the Cowboys. All right, Monday night. Packers, Raiders. Interesting spot. Packers are going to get, they got like a mini buy off the Thursday night loss. So they've wanted to play, but 
The rest is probably going to do them good. Possibly Jimmy G back by this point. It sh he should be. All signs are, I would say, pointing to him being back. If not, it's O'Connell. Either way, I like Green Bay. I think Vegas with Jimmy G make it more interesting, could make it close, could, you know, facilitate a comeback. But Packers, I'd say, are more, a little more talented. I think LaFleur is a better coach than McDaniels. And Love has shown me enough to, you know, believe that he can win a game on the road in this league with this team. All right, so that's NFL Week 5, College Football Week 6. Oklahoma, number 12 in the country. Texas, number 3 in the country. Cotton Bowl, Texas State Fair, Dallas, Texas. First time bowl teams are unbeaten since 2011. Three guys for OU. Gabriel, major the back. Anthony, the receiver there against a strong Texas defense. Ewers, Brooks, Worthy. The three guys for Texas against an improved OU defense. So, 49-0 last year. Texas, an embarrassing performance for Oklahoma. Gabriel got banged up. He's healthy. I expect this one to be a, a classic shootout in this rivalry. Um, in this showdown, if you will. A lot of points scored here. And Texas, for me, I think is just a little more tested in these type games. I like Sark a lot. No shot at Venerables. Uh, you know I love Venerables from his time at Clemson as the D.C. He kind of you know, took that Clemson team where Dabo started and then his defense really helped those offenses play much better football. So I do love Venerables, but Sark has this Texas team really, really good and they're believing and they think they can win any football game, and they think, okay, that team's talented. doesn't matter. It's, like, about us. So when teams start believing that, like, they're as good as any other team, and it's about what they do. It doesn't matter what the other team does. That's when you know you got, like, one of those teams. I think Texas is right there, and I think they get a big win at the State Fair. They beat OU in a high-scoring game. I think I understand both defenses are better. Texas defense is good. OU's defense is better from last year. But you ever see this game usually isn't 24-21, okay? <laughs> so give me Texas in a shootout. Notre Dame number 10, Louisville number 25. Louisville unbeaten. Hartman first, Plummer. Brom year one has Louisville playing pretty good ball. They got a good enough defense. ND defense has been really, really good. Notre Dame defense has been really, really good. Playing some good teams um you know i love hartman i love that all-class movie I was waiting for leonard to come out of the tent uh the duke quarterback last weekend last saturday night i thought that was all class from hartman outstanding young man um louisville has shown me that maybe not this year but next year in a new wave acc let's see what happens in that league can they be the team? So I, I think this Louisville team is interesting, but Notre Dame, I understand it could be a look-ahead spot for USA. Notre Dame needs every game. If they're going to do it, they need every game. And they can't afford a loss. So for me, 
Notre Dame goes into Louisville, finds a way to get a win. Probably low scoring, probably tough again. Like they've played these these they've played this game like two weeks in a row against a so, a very good team, to solid good teams, and an all like a, a high ranked team. Get in a battle, you know. Stay with, you know, stay within a possession or two. Find a way to win the game. That's what Notre Dame's been doing. Unfortunately, they found a way to lose the game against Ohio State when they only put 10 guys on the field, but it's another story for another day. Kentucky ranked 20. Georgia ranked first. Leary, the quarterback for Kentucky, taking over for Levis. Beck, the quarterback for Georgia, taking over for Bennett. Good showdown here. I think we'll learn a lot about Georgia in this spot, and I think... We'll learn something about Kentucky in the sense of, hey, some some of these teams have given Georgia a game. You know, can you take it all the way to a last possession? You know, some of these teams haven't taken it to a last possession, but can Kentucky maybe win it? It'd be an all-time upset, that's for sure. But Georgia, I think we'll have enough. Kirby's been a good coach. You know, he had to get that first one, especially after that gut-wrenching loss that he had to save him. With the Tua to Devonta Smith touchdown. But I, I think Kentucky stays in the game, but Georgia finds a way to win it. LSU's number 23 after losing their second game of the season. Mizzou is on beating 21. Last chance for LSU here to you know salvage the season and have a good finish in their league because they can't afford a third loss especially a second loss in your league. That's pretty bad um, when you're trying to compete for the top of the, your divisions and, and for big bowl spots and for your uh, for your school and for your boosters, for your alumni, for your students to go to somewhere nice instead of somewhere dumb <laughs> for one of these dumb bowl games. But Mizzou's been good. They've had some interesting games. They've pulled some out last second, thrillers. I think Mizzou at home, because this LSU team, yeah, they have players and Daniels, and they always have receivers and skill position guys. They always have a, some playmakers on defense. But this Mizzou team is really interesting. I'm going to give them another win. Maryland against Ohio State. Best start for Maryland since 2001, but when they go to the horseshoe, they get blown out. I think they don't get necessarily blown out in this one, but they lose, at least by double digits. Wazoo, UCLA, quarterback duel between Ward and Moore. Looking forward to this one in the Rose Bowl. Probably some points. Um, Wazoo coming off that loss. That Pac-12 is really good. You can't, you know, stack losses. You got to find wins. So, I think Wazoo does get it done. Virginia Tech and FSU. Florida State's got to crush them. UNC against Cuse. I expect May to have a big game in that one for UNC win. Bama goes to College Station. Bama wants revenge. And with Wegman out for AM, they go to Johnson. There's a reason Wegman beat him out. AM, we know, is talented. They always have good players off their recruiting staff with NIL and all that stuff, so give them credit. But uh, Saban's, gonna, Saban's out for blood. And especially after him and Jimbo, yeah, they're friends still and all this stuff, fine. But. He wants to beat Jimbo bad, especially after Sark already got him. 
Right. Arkansas and Ole Miss. Seeking another Saban assistant. Lane here. His team's been good. Um, you know, they lost to Bama, but bounced back against LSU at home. Now they welcome in Arkansas. Jefferson against Dart. Another good quarterback battle. Another two good matchups of quarterback. Another matchup of two good quarterbacks. So, Ole Miss should win that game at home. Michigan goes uh, to Minnesota. Sorry, I had UM and then Michigan, so that was a typo. Michigan goes to Minnesota. If Michigan keeps blowing out Big Ten teams, I'll be more impressed than what they did in their non-conference schedule because the non-conference was really bad. So let's just say that. Miami welcomes in Georgia Tech, so Van Dyke show will probably continue there. Fresno goes to Wyoming. Fresno's fun, man. 15, Oregon State, the Beavs go to Berkeley to take on Cal. Cal's more frisky than you think. That could be an over game. Arizona USA, that's an over game. Arizona hung around with Washington, who probably has a better defense than USC. I would say comparable offense. So I would expect if Arizona plays a similar game, they can score some points against USC. And USC over seems to be a lock. Just saying. All right. Let's go to footy. Champions League match day two. Galatasaray beats Man U at El Trafford 3-2. Hoyland opened the scoring. Zaha equalizer. Galatasaray. Hoyland gave Man U a lead again. Then a Galatasaray equalizer. Casemiro red card, straight red in the box for a challenge. It was a Cardi pen that was um, no, and a Cardi winner because the pen was saved. My apologies. Munich beat Copenhagen two one. Musiala the goal tell the winner. Musiala the equalizer tell the winner. PSV Sevilla finished 2-2. Len beat Arsenal 2-1. Jesus scored in the loss. Arsenal scored first, and unfortunately, Saka limped off, so that's not good. Napoli, Real Madrid at the Maradona. Real Madrid went 3-2. Good game here. Ostegard opened the scoring. Vinicius Jr. with an equalizer. Bellingham made uh, gave Real Madrid a 2-1 lead. Zelensky Penn equalized it, but then a Moret own goal. Turned in by the Napoli keeper. Gave Real Madrid the three points. Union Berlin, Braga. Braga went 3-2 away from home. Inter, Benfica. Inter went 1-0 as a Taram goal. And Real, Real Sociedad beat Rebel Salzburg 2-0 away from home. Atletico, Fenerbahce, wild game here. Atletico went 3-2. Morata, Griezmann, Morata, the winner for his brace. Celtic, Lazio, and Celtic Park. Lazio went at 2-1. Sabachai winner for the Italians. Group F, Dortmund, Milan finished 0-0. Interesting contest there. You would have figured maybe there was some offensive goals. There were not. Newcastle PSG. Newcastle went a 4-1. Big, big result for Newcastle. Almiron, Burn, Longstaff. Hernandez brought one back from PSG. And then Shar with a really interesting finish going to ground, the center back. They went at 4-1. The Jordies celebrate their Magpies on the Champions League night. Group G. Leipzig and City. City went 3-1. Foden, great goal. Alvarez, good goal. Toku, great goal. Red Star, Belgrade. Young boys, that was 2-2. Barca beat Porto 1-0. Torres, the only goal. Gavi got sent off in stoppage time. And Shakhtar beat Antwerp 3-2-2. Weekend soccer preview. First, Luton and Burnley. In Luton, the game that was made up from earlier in the season. Burnley went at 2-1. Foster at a bio. And then Bruin Larson, the goal scorers. Weekend, Luton, Tottenham. Listen, it's tough for Luton. And 
Tottenham are going to be riding high after finally beating Liverpool. Um, so I expect them to have a, put in a good performance for Ange. Uh, Tottenham should win that game going away. Brentford is going to beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. Man, you have been horrible. Ten Hag has not picked good teams. Um, he's got guys injured. He's got guys playing out of position. He's got guys, you know, training with the youth that could be in the team, that could be in the 11, that could be helping scoring goals, and could be helping them win games, you know, could be helping them win matches. But instead, you know, his ego's taking place. So, Man U, Brentford, I think Brentford wins it at Old Trafford. Old Trafford has not been a fortress under Ten Hag, to be fair. Maybe this year especially. Last year, a little bit. Fulham, Sheffield United, big big spot for Fulham to bounce back after losing to Chelsea, and I think they do. Everton, Bournemouth. Bournemouth have shown me something. They've scored first in a lot of matches. Um, they've scored in a lot of matches. I, I, I do like them in this match. Everton have shown me not a lot. They really haven't. Burnley, Chelsea. Chelsea got to put together two straight matches. Get six points out of six. That's all. You know, keep building. It's three points out of three, but when you keep winning, you stack them, right? And it makes you feel better about your club. Go to surf more. Put in a performance. Get a result. Get on the plane back to London or Boston, whatever. Crystal Palace Forest. Forests are an interesting side. They have a lot of players. Um, Cooper, the manager, can play in some different formations. He can play some different systems. He can play a bunch of different guys in a bunch of different positions. So Crystal Palace also has a lot of that. As well, especially their midfield and attack. So, I like this game to be an interesting game. Give me 1-1 one, one at least. Brighton-Liverpool. Brighton have not played well of late. A couple of matches that have been turned around and then they lost. Liverpool coming off their first loss of the season. Um, a match that certainly filled with controversy, as they would, the Brits would say. But no Curtis Jones. Gakpo is going to be hurt. And I think Jota is obviously suspended for a right card offense. So you're going to get a Diaz, Nunez, Sala, you know, front line. Curtis Jones won't be in the midfield. So maybe you get a Graven Birch, Sobasly, McAllister, or McAllister, Endo, and Sobasly. You're going to get an interesting midfield, that's for sure. Or in a midfield that we haven't seen before because Curtis has been in the midfield. And. It seems like everybody's healthy enough on the back line, so we'll see who's on the back line for Liverpool. But Brighton will be coming off a Thursday night game. Liverpool are used to that midweek matches, Brighton or not. So they're still getting used to that, that's for sure. It'll be an interesting match at the Amex, that's for sure. Wolves-Villa. Wolves coming off beating Man City. I think they will not win this match. Villa with Emery have been really good. He's found a system. He's found a bunch of players that he wants to play. And, you know, where he wants to play them and what formation. And they've been producing results with performances and getting those points. And Villa will find another way. West Ham, Newcastle. West Ham could, could, could get Newcastle here ahead of an international break. Coming off a big Champions League win when they needed it. I'll tell you, this West Ham midfield of Alvarez anchoring Ward-Prowse and Suchek allowing Suchek to kind of go forward again instead of a double pivot. It's a single pivot. And Ward-Prowse is playing an 8 rather than kind of a 10 or even a 6. He could play either, but I think he does like an 8 more. And then you have uh, Bowen ahead, Antonio ahead. 
possibly Ben Rama ahead. Sometimes Bowen's really good. So I think West Ham can pick off Newcastle at the London Stadium. So give me that result. Arsenal, Man City. Listen, Man City win these matches. Like, it's very, very tough to beat them. And especially in these big matches because Pep just has something either up his sleeve or um, has just conditioned his team. They don't lose these big games or they always get results. So I wouldn't be – would I be shocked at a draw? Absolutely not. Would I be shocked at an Arsenal win? I would say out of the three outcomes, I think Arsenal win is last. And it's not a knock on Arsenal. I think Arsenal is a really good team, but – Martinelli's banged up. Saka's banged up. So now you're not you don't have your best two wingers. You're playing guys out of position and Jesus uh, out of position on the wing because you like what Enkenti is doing, but Jesus should be your top striker. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't love what's happening at Arsenal. The injuries are concerning for me. And for that reason I understand Man City have injuries, but and I'm not knocking Arteta because I think Arteta's done a really nice job. And I was one of the people that was like, give him time. Give him some time. But he's going up against Pep who, yeah, he has some injuries and maybe his most important player is injured. But that doesn't matter when you have the squad that they have. It's outstanding. And Nunez and Doku and Guardiol and Kovacic have come in and played really good. So I think Man City wins. La Liga, Real Madrid, Asuna, Atletico, Real Sociedad, uh, Granada, Barcelona. Serie A, Inter, Bologna, Juve play, Turin at home. Oh, Turin Derby there. Genoa, Milan. Lazio hosts Atalanta. Cagliari hosts Roma. Napoli hosts Florentino. Bundesliga, Rebel Leipzig, welcome Pochum. Dortmund home to Berlin. And Bayern at home against Freiburg. PSG on the road in Ligue 1 at Rennes. And we got an international break that starts after this weekend all right folks we've made it to the picks portion of the show we start with survivor pool oh, a little low with the music there sorry <laughs> producing on the fly there folks all right Survivor pool locks for week five. We are 10 and 2. So some 3 and 0 weeks in there. A couple 2 and 1s. couple, I mean, these three I feel like are obvious this week. Miami is pick number one. The Giants can't block. The Miami offense is outstanding. McDaniel is going to be drawing up plays left and right for to get guys in space against this giant defense that hasn't shown a lot, even though they've kept their team in games. They haven't gotten the big turnovers they needed. They haven't got off the field when they needed to in a big spot. And again, offensively, they cannot block, and the Dolphins can rush the passer. And we might be hearing about this game in the next segment, so we'll see that. So we'll save some for that. So pick number one, Miami against the Giants. Another pick we might be hearing about in the next segment, Detroit at home against Carolina. Carolina is not a good football team. Detroit is starting to prove to people that they can be, and they are a good football team. You know, keep if they keep winning in Green Bay, you can't deny that, right? So I think they're at home against a bad Carolina team. Detroit wins the game. 
And then pick number three, Kansas City. I think they will give you more offense than they did last week. I think they beat the brakes off a bad Minnesota team, a Minnesota team that shouldn't have got a win last week. They should be winless. They're not a good football team. So Kansas City is pick number three. So we got Miami at home against the New York Football Giants. We got Detroit at home against Carolina. And we got Kansas City away at Minnesota. So our locks for week five. Ten and two on the year so far. Survivor pool locks. All right. Um, next up, the other picks portion, uh, pick segment portion of the show, the pick six in the National Football League, the FFF, SOSS, pick six for week five in the National Football League, the league where they play. Pepe. Twelve and twelve, not great. Not great. I feel like we've been on the right side of some picks and got left down. Really poorly, unfortunately. We start I'm going back to a London over. I looked at all the numbers. I said these games go over. They wanna have points in these London games. They wanna have people excited. Bills coming off a nice offensive performance. I think Jacksonville's offense wakes up a little bit. I see it's like 48. It's a little high, kind of. I'll take it. We'll go over 48, pick number one. Jacksonville Buffalo in Tottenham. The over, pick number one. Pick number two, Miami minus 10. They are going to blow out the Giants. This is a very generous spread to the Giants. This should be a 14-point spread. The Giants are not good. Until they can block for Daniel Jones, I don't think it's fair to really assess him and judge him unless he keeps throwing really bad pick sixes like the one he just did on Monday night. But Miami, big, 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 big over the G-men at home. Minus 10, they went by two touchdowns going away. Pick number three, I'd say, what is this, the second biggest spread? The Lions here at home against Carolina. Panthers come to town. They're a nine-point dog. People are begging you to take the Panthers. Give me the Lions. I like them in this spot. Mini buy off a win. Now I know they played Seattle in this spot coming off the mini buy win, right? And lost. That was overtime, and I think Seattle's a better team than Carolina, even though I don't rate Seattle that well. Detroit, minus nine against Carolina. Lions win going away. Defense shows out. Goff plays a good, clean game. Lions big. Pick number three. Pick number four. I spoke earlier in the season and I thought I found a trend, but this team hasn't been home in a while and I've still kind of taken some of the games they've been involved with. So I've kind of left the system that I thought I put in place, which was Atlanta Falcons overs at home. I've given out, they were away in Detroit, I gave it out. They were away in London, I gave it out. 
And I think this is the week where it comes back. The Houston offense has shown you the capability of putting up points with Stroud, with the back Pierce. Collins having a good year so far. Some of the rookies having a good year so far. The receivers. I think Houston will put up some points. I think the Falcon offense will finally wake up again and put up some points at home. Ritter's been good at home. He's been able to throw the ball, matriculate it down the field, and get his team into the end zone. So I think Houston, Atlanta, it goes over 41. I think you're getting a low number here because Atlanta hasn't scored. And I think a lot of people think they can't score, but they have a lot of... Robinson can break any run. Pitts can break any slant. So can Drake London. And they have... They are capable of making big plays. So Houston, Atlanta, over 41, pick number four. Pick number five, division game. You know I usually like division game unders. Tennessee, Indianapolis, under 43. I don't expect this to be high scoring. I think this game I'm maybe the most confident in the whole week, the whole slate here. In division, two teams that I don't think trust their offenses, maybe don't even trust their defenses, but the Titan offense hasn't shown me anything that I should be necessarily scared of or anything new, even with the addition of Hopkins. Yes, the Colts are getting back Taylor, and Richardson has done a pretty good job when he's played. Unfortunately, he was knocked out of the game with that concussion, and Minshew came in, as we know. But I think it's two teams that want to run the ball. I think the clock is moving here. All of a sudden, this game's like the first to halftime. This game's the first game in the third quarter on red zone. And then when games are like, we're in the witching hour, this game's almost over, and it's very low scoring. So we're going to give Tennessee Indy under 43. Pick number six, Rams plus four against the Eagles. I think the Eagles are in a spot where they're looking ahead. They got a tough stretch coming up. Rams at home plus four. I know there's going to be a lot of Eagle fans. I know they're going to be loud, but I like the Rams at home plus four. So pick number one, Jags, Bills over 48 in London. Pick number two, Miami Dolphins minus 10 against the New York Football Giants at home. Pick number three, Detroit Lions minus nine at home against the Carolina Panthers. Pick number four, Houston, Atlanta, over 41. Pick number five, Tennessee, Indy, under 43. And pick number six, the Los Angeles Rams, plus four at home against the Philly Eagles. Jags, Bills, over 48. Dolphins, minus 10. Lions, minus nine. Texans, Falcons, over 41. Titans, Colts, under 43. Rams, plus four at home against the Eagles. The week five, FFF, SOSS, pick six. All right, so that is this Thursday edition of the pod. Uh, plan to stream Sunday night for the Niner Cowboy game. Plan. I, I understand you could be like, AJ, you said you're going to stream this. You said you're going to stream that. You said, yeah, I know, okay? it's Sometimes it's hard, right? I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> so hopefully we do that. Um, but if not, I will talk to you on Tuesday. We will recap NFL Week 5. We'll have a full college football Week 6 recap as well. 
Soccer's going on an international break, so we'll look back on the last weekend of club footy that we'll have in a while, and I'm sure. Um, I'm watching a little bit of the baseball postseason. I haven't you know, touched a ton on it, so I don't want to give away any takes about anything. I haven't watched. I barely know who's on any team because I gave up on the Yankees so early in the year, which was the correct move, you know, looking back on it. I kind of had a summer that the Yanks, don't worry about it. It's not a, not a year for the Yanks, you know, so I got a lot of summer nights that I wouldn't have gotten if I was like, Yanks are only a couple out. They can make a run. Like, I don't have to watch baseball every night. All right, anyway, maybe we'll watch some postseason baseball. Maybe we'll give you some takes on Tuesday's show to fill the soccer void. But uh, big sports weekend. Looking forward to it and looking forward to recapping it on Tuesday's show. Where we'll talk to you next. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Until then, peace. Sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.